Welcome to the Self-Realized Podcast with Linton Berkson, where you will shatter your limits. I am not much into the self-help industry as much as I'm into the self-realized individual, which is you. What matters most to you, how you get there, and the obstacles that may be in your way. If you would like to be part of this podcast and part of that discussion, I welcome you here with an open heart, open mind, and open arms. So, without further ado... Let's get on with the podcast. Thank you for giving me your time and energy today and joining me on episode number 48, Calm versus Peace, Dissecting Their Distinct Impact. Is being calm and being peaceful the same thing? What are the major differences and why? And why would you even want to begin to look at that more closely than perhaps you have in the past? Because how they impact you will affect your behavior. It's really interesting to look at being calm and being peaceful as behavior change because our behaviors are dictated to by our breathing, by how peaceful or how calm we are. It's not always something we correlate with behavior, but they are directly affected with each other. The calmer you are, the different your behavior. The more peaceful you are, the different your behavior. The more agitated, obviously, you are, the more your behavior will change. Obviously, behavior is dictated by different moods. Looking at peace and looking at calm then has a profound effect upon the outcomes of your behavior and your life. It's a simple equation. Understanding that on an ongoing basis will allow you to get more involved in the two concepts and master them so you have a great handle on how you want your behaviors to be and more importantly your mindset because mindset and behavior go together. Peacefulness is something that is, in my opinion, can be acquired temporarily whenever we would like to get into that peaceful state. If we want to go for a walk in nature, we can get very peaceful. If we would like to do some meditation, perhaps, we can feel in that meditation some peace for a while. The question becomes, how do you hold on to that peace? It becomes an impractical proposition that every time you want to have peace, that you would have to go for a walk in nature. That is not possible. When we're working in our working environment professionally, we cannot say, excuse me, why I go for a walk in nature when someone upsets us. It's not a viable proposition. In our personal relationships, we cannot say to our significant other, well, you know, I'm not quite sure I agree with what is being said right now, so I'm going to go for a meditation. And when I come back, I'll let you know exactly where I'm at. That is not practical. It can be done, obviously, but it's not a practical way of working with life or approaching life. What we can do is we can work with being calm. Calmness is something we can induce immediately. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to be in a specific place. Calmness is a very important aspect of our lives that is available to us 24-7. Whether we choose to use it as an active tool and an active ingredient in how we approach our lives is up to us. When we're in difficult situations, people say, remain calm. 
And the reason I say that is, is because it is something that you can induce immediately. We don't normally or naturally say remain peaceful. If you're in a very traumatic or difficult situation or you're losing your temper, you won't find too many people say find your peace or remain peaceful. The normal reaction for 95% of us when we see a loved one or friends or any situation we find ourselves in, that we want to calm the situation down or we want to bring the person or the people to a more stable state is we say, remain calm. Again, looking at the language we use as human beings to each other, we don't say, peace things down. We say, calm things down. If someone was to ask you how you dealt with a situation that got out of hand, they would ask you, how did you calm things down? Calmness, we understand, is something we can induce. It's just a question of it's not so available when we begin to get agitated. You know what happens. It's just you begin to get your heart rate up. You can feel it brewing like a kettle on a stove. It begins to bubble. And you understand, okay, this is about to blow off some steam. So how do we try and remain calm? Let me share with you my cat story. My friend has a cat. As we all know, cats like to lay on the sofa, fall asleep, do their own thing, move around. They're pretty independent. When the cat is sleeping on the sofa, she is absolutely fine. When you go get that laser beam toy that cats love, and you take that laser beam toy and you begin to point it at the cat. Even though the cat may look like it's asleep, if it catches that laser beam, that little dot that the cats love to chase out of the corner of its eye, it will immediately jump up and start chasing that laser beam all over the place, frantically, because that is what cats do. There is no way the cat is ever going to catch that laser beam. But now it is completely agitated because of something that came into its environment that it has no prayer, whatever, in catching or containing in any way. But its calmness was disturbed, its peacefulness was disturbed by an external force, a laser beam, that came into its environment and had it react. It is going to exhaust itself chasing that laser beam. It is going to bump into all kinds of furniture. It may even hurt itself. The cat will jump up on different things, frantically and possessively chasing this laser beam until you put it away. And even then, it may look for a moment to see where it went. My suggestion is don't be like a cat because you're not a cat. Cats do that by instinct. That's how cats behave. They chase things. They are designed that way. 
you are a human being. You are not designed that way. The beauty of being human is that we have the choice as to what we chase and react to. So being calm then is a choice. Because when things come into our environment, we can choose to how we would behave. Now think about the cat again for a moment. Its heart rate was way up and it was running around. That kind of mirrors how we get into a state when we get angry and lose our temper about certain things, people or situations that are going to occur in our life. Most of what we get upset about and lose our calm is just like the laser beam. It is externally being projected upon us. We see it out of the corner of our eye, and unlike the cat, we have a choice. We know that the reaction will affect us, and more importantly, will affect our emotions and how we begin to have them rise up inside of us. There is a key, there is an element that we can choose to activate and use on an ongoing daily basis that will affect us personally and professionally in how we make our decisions, our thought process, our health and our well-being. When we have these external forces come to play upon us and dance around us and interact off different environments, bounce off the wall, bounce off our lives, just like the laser beam, we don't have to chase those things down. We can begin to exercise as an exercise, as a behavior, learning not to react at everything that is moving around. And this world is very much prone to activity and moving things around and getting reactions out of people. We don't need to be part of that, you and I. We need to be more of an observer. And that is what ongoing, daily, impactful practice of calmness can do in your life. It is something that is attainable, ongoing, all the time to you. Because you can control in any environment, doesn't make any difference where you are, how you begin to accelerate your heart rate and your breathing. Because most of the time, what we are dealing with when we lose control is the minute we begin to accelerate our breathing, our emotions begin to rise. Calmness impacts us in a very profound way. It allows us to remain in control. It is not easy to do. It's something that requires practice. I certainly, in my life, have made a concerted effort to try and put it into play. I strongly suggest that you begin to become very aware of when your emotions begin to rise. Because if you can get a hold of the starting point, then it won't go any further. And you can feel it inside of you. And sometimes what you'll realize is, is a lot of times that you begin to get emotional or you begin to get angry or want to react. It starts with a thought. And that thought may be something like this. I'm not going to put up with that. I never said that. Who said that? That isn't true. That never happened. I won't tolerate it. Now that thought is spinning around in your mind, it's going to drop down into your heart and your body. And your heart will start to race. And so 
what you can do is the minute the thought begins to come into your mind, you negate the thought. So it doesn't even have an opportunity to get a hold of your central nervous system and your heart rate and throw you into that fight or flight mode, which will throw you into the sympathetic nervous system. You don't want to allow that to begin to happen. When you control your breathing, you'll find that you remain in the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for keeping the body in a calm and composed state, which in turn will help your mind to stay there also. That in turn will affect your behavior in any given circumstance. That is why I strongly suggest to you that calmness is something that you can control anywhere, anytime, any place, simply by controlling your breathing and being aware of your emotions and your heart rate. You can remain calm. Peacefulness, on the other hand, can be induced, even if you're upset, by moving into an environment that will help you to feel more peaceful. You may be depressed, you may be anxious, you may feel unhappy, you may be going through a loss, you may have lost your job, a person, a pet, whatever it is that is causing you to feel a little low, out of sorts with yourself and your environment and the people around you. You may say to a friend, well, you know, I'm going to go find my peace. You wouldn't say, I'm going to go find my calm. You decide to go for a walk in nature to find your peace because you can, in fact, find peace in nature. That is why I go, and I would suggest maybe that's why you go, because I find it very healing when I can't find that center point sometimes. I want inspiration. I will go walk in nature to find it, to access it. It's like an activator. It activates within us the ability to transcend where we are in a moment. It's very healing. It recenters you. It gives you the ability to, to hold that peace in for a moment that seems so elusive, depending on what you have going on in life. When you leave that walk, that hike, that forest, or whatever it is you are choosing to find that peace, meditation, the thoughts come back. You're back to the environment of everyday life, and it's hard to combat the anxiety or the depression or the loneliness or the unhappiness that has returned now that you have left the environment that was helping you to feel that peace. You can restore that sense of peace. I would suggest to you even deeper than that by maintaining a sense of calmness within you. Calmness can be retained simply by making sure you breathe correctly. It's a portable paradise. It allows you to realize what happened in meditation, what happened when you were walking in nature, that you slowed everything down. And you will realize, as a self-realized individual, which all self-realized individuals go into this mode, that the permanent sense of peace is calmness. And calmness is something that is 24-7. It is not something you have to become or go to get. You don't find it. You are calm. It just permeates everything that you are because essentially calmness is the essence of the pure spirit that you are. 
you are a spirit having a human experience. We are not animals, like the cat story I mentioned to you earlier, where we work on instinct and react to everything jumping around like the laser beam off the wall. We have distinct choices that we can choose to act upon and activate in our lives that make our existence very unique. When you look at the impact of peace and you look at the impact of calm on our life, they work in separate areas, but they work together. One gives you peace, the ability to access and understand what is available to you on a permanent basis if you so choose. It's a gift. It's a gift from the heavens. It's a gift for our own realization. Peace is the first awakening for ourselves to realize that something bigger is available to us all of the time. Calmness is a much deeper state of peace. Calmness is your breath. And breath is the living spirit within you. So when you can calm your breath, you are the living spirit that resides in you. Your breath is your connection to life. So you breathe your way into that extended sense of calmness that permeates and penetrates every area of your life 24-7. Peace? Not so much. We don't breathe peace. We find peace. You breathe calmness because you will feel that calmness in you. So my strong suggestion to you is is learn to breathe your way through life. Master that as a technique. However you find breathing techniques, however you bring it into fruition in your everyday life, not just in a yoga class, not just in a meditation class, but when you walk out of the class, when you go into traffic, when you go into work. Let me give you another scenario of how calm and peace differ in our everyday lives and how you want to hold on to them as much as you can when you have finished attending whatever it is that you have gone to to help you establish some type of peace. You leave the class, you head out into the parking lot, you start your engine, you're in a great peaceful state, you drive out of the parking lot, drive a little ways down the road, begin to merge with traffic and someone cuts you off. You mutter some words that may not be in the English dictionary, but they serve the purpose and are very descriptive for the moment, and you become very agitated about the incident that just happened. Now you have lost your peace. Where it went to, nobody really knows, but we do know that it is lost. Now you have to go find your peace again. Let's say you were working on mastering calmness, when that individual cut you off, you would have at that point decided that you weren't going to get emotional and you weren't going to allow yourself to have that reaction that you would normally have because you're working on that and you would have observed your breath and your reaction, a discipline of calmness until it becomes an active habit within you. Calmness then becomes an action, not a reaction. As you begin to train and discipline your body and mind in that particular behavior, you will find that calmness becomes a normal reaction in your everyday ongoing life. When you find your peace, keep it by mastering calmness. 
consciously be aware of the fact that you are going to begin to exercise calmness as a masterclass in your own life. Peace is nice, calmness is better. Calmness is actually the living embodiment of the spirit within you that everything that will ever matter to you comes from. We all know that you make better decisions when you're calm. We all know that intuition comes from calmness. We all know that prayer is a form of calmness. You feel calm when you pray. You feel as a byproduct of that peacefulness. But permanent well-being comes from understanding calmness. Make it a part of your life. Make it a masterclass within your own development, within your own personal development and self-realization. And you will begin to understand that what you really always seeked in life and was most impactful to you was a deep sense of calm, which goes beyond peace. Understanding that will have the greatest impact on your life every day. I sincerely appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please subscribe so you do not miss any upcoming episodes. Whatever platform you're on, please leave a rating and review. I would greatly appreciate it. Any additional information on me, Linton Bergson, and my five-star reviewed book, Purposeful Vision, is available at selfrealize.com, which is all one word. You can also leave any comments or suggestions on the website. I look forward to connecting with you very soon, and take good care of yourself.